11 people were killed in Sweden in September alone due to gun violence. Uh, the country, according to him, is now the European capital of gun murder. Once a Haitian police officer, he is now the leader of a powerful confederation of gangs called G9, which controls much of Port-au-Prince and its suburbs. Western Cape law enforcement authorities are on high alert following a rise in gang activity and gun violence in recent weeks, especially on the Cape Flats. Human traffickers in parts of Southeast Asia have been trawling social media, promising high salary jobs and easy loans, only to hand over the international applicants to telecom and online fraud rings. But with the leaders of the crew thought to be based in Russia, Klopp has continued to make millions extorting organizations around the world. The attempt took place at the campaign rally of presidential candidate Fernando Villavicencia, who was murdered by higher assassins. Welcome to The Index, a podcast by the Global Initiative Against Transnational Organized Crime. My name is Thelia Nguyen. This series delves into the Global Organized Crime Index and takes a look at some of the biggest threats facing countries and regions around the world. Back in August this year, Fernando Villavicencio, an Ecuadorian presidential candidate who campaigned against organized crime and corruption, was shot dead when leaving a campaign rally in the capital, Quito. The finger was pointed squarely at organized crime. But this murder is just one act in a downward spiral of violence in Ecuador. Local gangs and international criminal organizations have increased their influence in politics, worsening an already low public trust in state institutions. Now, according to the Global Organized Crime Index, Ecuador's criminality score has risen sharply over the course of two years, and globally, it now sits 11th. Meanwhile, levels of resilience have dipped significantly. In this episode, we'll delve into these index scores and discuss organized crime, politics, and the increase in violence in Ecuador. Now, joining me for this discussion is Renato Rivera, the coordinator of the Ecuadorian Observatory of Organized Crime. Renato, welcome to the index. Thanks for joining us. Now, for a small country, right, Ecuador ranks pretty high when it comes to organized crime seven out of a maximum of 10. It is also the fourth out of 35 countries in the Americas and 11th out of 193 countries in the world. Can you explain the situation to us? Why Ecuador ranks so high? Claro que sí. Of course, it should be taken into consideration that Ecuador's position with regard to the Organized Crime Index respond to both external and internal factors. Externally, the importance of drug trafficking as a driving force for other illicit markets arises from the country's interdependence with the production and flow of cocaine from southern Colombia. The decentralization of drug trafficking established structural changes where Ecuadorian and international criminal organizations become much more dynamic in the drug trafficking value chain because of three main reasons. First, the closeness between the production on Colombia's southern border with Ecuador, with the Ecuadorian seaports. Ecuador dollarized economy, 
which facilitates economic transaction product of organized crime, for example, what is bought, what is transferred from drugs, and the high incentives that transnational criminal actors have to move illicit drugs in Ecuador mainly because of low risk of cargo due to governments reduced control over the ports and roads in Ecuador. Internally, there is a fundamental factor that affects violence in Ecuador and affects why Ecuador ranks 11th in the Organized Crime Index, and that's the growth of local criminal actors, which is a product of the fragmentation of the most powerful criminal organizations in the country, known as the Choneros. At the same time, the weakness of the state, or the weakness of the resilience variable that is used in the index to monitor the power of criminal organizations that are run for prisons. Prisons in Ecuador are a key center for understanding organized crime because these type of spaces are used to control, coordinate and implement various criminal activities abroad. Ah, muchas gracias, Renato. And you mentioned the transnational actors, you mentioned Colombian connection, which I'll go into in our later questions. For the next one, I want to actually ask you about the difference between the last index and this current one, because resilience has reduced and criminality has grown between those two. What do you think is behind this? Firstly, the impact on the increase of criminal actors in Ecuador. Well, in 2020, there were already signs of a loss of power in the Choneros or of this monopoly exercised by this organization on the local criminal scene. It was not until March 2021 where it was evidence of organizational fragmentation. So this also generates a major impact on the index results. A second major aspect is how criminal violence is the backbone of organized crime in Ecuador. The dynamization of illicit market, product of the fragmentation of the Choneros. Specifically, I'm referring to the increase in new criminal dynamics such as extortion, which has gained considerable strength, which is also a new indicator included in the 2023 index. Illegal mining, fuel trafficking, the smuggling of migrants for migration waves of Ecuadorians through the REM, for example. This turned Ecuador into a highly lucrative environment for organized crime, both locally and internationally. A third point, state protection against the flow of illicit market. If we translate this indicator, for example, to the border's vulnerability and the low control of ports against the entry of cocaine, we can see that in Ecuador, every year more of this illicit drug enters to the country in comparison to the previous year. For example, there is a higher flow of cocaine, a higher flow of illicit drugs entering Ecuador compared to 2021. The level of risk is quite low for criminal organizations, which make Ecuador, in general terms, a kind of a criminal hub of the global cocaine trade. Renato, the groups that we've been talking about, right, the organized crime groups, can you tell us, are they mostly homegrown or international? I will say both, and this is what differentiates Ecuador compared to Colombia and Mexico, for example. The importance of Ecuador for transnational criminal organizations makes local organizations more powerful. For example, in the Global Organized Crime Index, when you look at the detailed figures on the presence of transnational criminal actors, ranked 15 globally, with the highest presence of foreign criminal organizations in the country. Of the 193 countries assessed by the index, Ecuador already ranked 15th in 2021. So this gives you an idea of the interest that transnational organized crime has, 
not only because of the use of dollars in the local economy, but also because of the proximity, as I said, to the cocaine productive enclaves, which is in addition to the short territorial extension, the good state of roads, the free trade agreements that Ecuador has signed with the European Union, for example, in recent years, that make Ecuador an extremely important logistical hub quite representative for transnational criminal organizations and which in turn increases the strength of local criminal organizations. So the most recent and shocking news, right, about Ecuador have, have been on the political front. And let's start with the assassination of Fernando Villavicencio. He's a presidential candidate known for speaking out against drug cartels and corruption. And he was shot and killed in August. Was that linked to organized crime? And if so, how and what is the latest with that killing and, and the investigations around it? El asesinato del candidato presidencial Fernando Villavicencio es el resultado. The assassination of the presidential candidate Fernando Villavicencio is the result of escalating political violence coupled with impunity for those who commit this crime. The Ecuadorian state's lack of response to these events, to political violence, has caused criminal organizations to escalate their level of power to the point where they have eliminated political targets because of the low risk involved in achieving these objectives. Secondly, if we add to the analysis the kind of statements made by the presidential candidate in the days before he was assassinated, in which he mentioned, for example, the strengthening of laws linked to corruption cases at the political level, he also mentioned the importance of and the need and the urgency, I will say, of urging these police officers linked to criminal organizations The assassination of the candidate is closely linked to the level of presence of political actors in organized crime, which seeks to maintain the status quo in Ecuador. Regrettably, the presence of criminal organizations and the link they have with the assassination of the candidate Villavicencio, it is still not clear. To this day, it is not known in Ecuador who committed this crime, which criminal organizations are linked, and furthermore, what happened to the murder of the other candidates and of the mayor of Manta, which is still not fully understood. So it is this relationship of corruption and organized crime that became very strong in Ecuador. And that precisely the lack of research on this topic is what makes us think how resilient organized crime is and how poorly the state responds to criminal organizations in the country. Lo resiliente que es el crimen organizado y la baja respuesta que tiene el Estado ante las organizaciones criminales en el país. Now, the last question that we have is also linked to the other big news in terms of politics, which is that Ecuador has elected a new president, right? And one of his main campaign platforms was also to deal with criminality. What do you think, Renato, of his promises? And what else does he need to do to rein in organized crime in Ecuador? Si bien el presidente reciente le, recientemente elegido Although the recently elected president's focused attention on crime control strategies with the creation of an intelligence agency, which I must say already exists in Ecuador, but has a new name and will be given new functions, there are several aspects outside the proposal that need to be discussed. The first is how criminal organizations are going to be investigated and how the government will create a criminal policy aimed at dismantling the entire criminal organization. The second question is how the new government will impact the economies or illicit assets obtained in Ecuador. On average, two convictions are handed down for money laundering. 7% of the assets, on average, are seized. 
In other words, there is 93% of economic impunity for criminal organizations. So what will the new government do in this regard? They should encourage research towards money laundering, towards the weakening of the illicit economics, to generate macro investigations in order to dismantle criminal organizations. This could be some of the measures from the new candidate that could be very successful. I will say that while there are a number of challenges for the new government, the focus on fundamentally impacting illicit economies can bring early victories in a short period of time. It should be remembered that the elected president, who is about to enter office, has just approximately 18 months to prove what he can do for the country. 18 meses para probar lo que puede hacer por el país. Muchas gracias, Renato, for your insights. That's all that we have time for this episode of The Index. Again, thank you to Renato Rivera, who is the coordinator of the Ecuadorian Observatory of Organized Crime. Now, you can find a link to the OC Index Ecuador country profile and any related reading in the podcast notes. You can also explore the Global Organized Crime Index by heading over to ocindex.net. It's a totally free resource and it's available to everybody. Now, this has been The Index, a podcast from the Global Initiative Against Transnational Organized Crime. I'm Thin Lightwin. Thank you for listening. <laughs>